Hey, it's Melissa. You know, a little help goes a long way when you're rebuilding your life after the death of your spouse. That's why we've put together some amazing free resources just for you. They're packed with guidance and the answers you've been looking for. So let's begin this journey of renewal together. Head over to widowsquad.com, click on freebies, and unlock these powerful tools. Your journey to a brighter future begins here. Now let's get back to the show. Today, we're going to start with a true or false quiz. How self-compassionate are you? True or false? So here we go. We're going to start with number one. I'm disapproving and judgmental of my feelings. True or false? Number two. I try to be loving towards myself when I'm feeling emotional pain. True or false? Number three. When I'm having a hard time, I give myself the caring and tenderness I need. True or false? Number four. When I feel low, I think that everyone else is probably happier than I am. Number five. I'm kind to myself when I'm experiencing suffering. And number six. I try to be understanding and patient towards myself during tough times. True or false? Okay, how did you do on the quiz? Are you being nice to yourself? Are you treating yourself the same way that you would treat your best friend if she were in your situation? Be honest now. I can tell when you're fibbing. I can see it on your face. Why do we do this to ourselves? I know I've talked about self-compassion on the podcast before, It definitely comes up a lot. I hear this all the time in my programs and in our membership community that widows are being so hard on themselves for so many different reasons. We think we're stupid for reacting a certain way to something. Um, We shame ourselves for feeling a certain way, or we get angry at ourselves for showing too much emotion. We get frustrated with ourselves for not knowing what to do. We get aggravated with ourselves for not grieving faster. We do all of these things to ourselves and we get so down on ourselves. We berate ourselves for not being able to do the work of two people in the house or as parents. You know, we think we should be able to be both mom and dad for the kids. These are some of the common ones. I know there's a lot more. I mean, I could go on and on. We put so much pressure on ourselves to have all of the answers immediately and know exactly what to do to make everything better and to make ourselves feel better and to make our kids feel better, you lose your spouse and you're suddenly thrown into this completely different life. And that reality of being on your own was not something you could imagine until it actually happened. And then here you are, a widow, a solo parent, a homeowner, sometimes working a full-time job, And it's a brutal awakening of how far you're being stretched, stretched to maximum capacity in over your head. So you find yourself stretched so thin, just treading water and trying to navigate and manage all of the change that's happening in your world and navigate these unfamiliar feelings and emotions that are running through your body and your brain. It's a rocky place to be in and it's a lonely place to be. It's a very unsettled place that you're in, that place of transition and unwanted change. And for some reason, we still 
put that pressure on ourselves and think we should have all the answers and know exactly what to do about everything. How is that even possible? We have so many questions coming at us every single day, the choices that we face every single day about the house. Should I move? Should I move soon? Should I downsize? Should I sell the car? About the kids? Am I saying the right thing to them? How do I know they're going to be okay through all of this? About your career? Should I quit? Can I quit? Can I even afford that? About your grief? Why can't I stop crying? How can I make this stop hurting so bad? And will I ever feel happy again? And when we don't have the answers right away, we become so frustrated with ourselves. We think we're stupid for not knowing what to do in a situation we've never been in before. The negative self-talk starts and we say things like, I can't do this. I can't make these decisions on my own. I can't do this without him. We give ourselves such a hard time and we become so critical of ourselves. We judge ourselves for not doing it right. We judge ourselves for not being a widow the right way, as if there is a right way and we're supposed to know what to do. We judge ourselves for not being like other widows we see on Facebook who seem to be doing so much better than we are. We say, why can't I just do do it like that? Why aren't I feeling better by now? What's wrong with me? Here's the thing about being a widow. There's no perfect or right way to be one. You may think you're doing it all wrong, and then you start to feel isolated and confused and alone and falling deeper into sadness, and we don't know what to do about it. We're so hard on ourselves. But we don't give ourselves the time or the space we need to process the loss and to understand what it means to grieve and mourn the loss of someone. This is a new experience. So you're not going to know your response until you're living it. I want to read this quote from Kristen Neff, who has written several books about self-compassion. One of her books is called Fierce Self-Compassion, How Women Can Harness Kindness to Speak Up, Claim Their Power, and Thrive. She's an expert on the subject. I am definitely a fan. Again, her name is Kristen Neff, N-E-F-F. She also has some videos on YouTube, so you can go and check her out there. Kristen says, whenever something goes wrong in my life, I silently repeat the following phrases. This is a moment of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion I need. So how do we give ourselves the compassion that we need? How can we be kinder to ourselves? What can we do? We live with that critical voice in our head running constantly, telling us we're not doing things right. But we can, with awareness, soften that harsh voice inside that's yelling at us how incapable we are. With practice, we can comfort and reassure ourselves to work through our life challenges with a healthier response, like kindness and compassion and understanding. Kristen Neff talks about the three components to self-compassion. The first one is mindfulness. Of course, mindfulness is so helpful because when we're mindful, it helps us acknowledge what we're doing in the moment. Mindfulness helps us acknowledge 
we are actually suffering due to the loss without any judgment. We are not broken because we are suffering. Mindfulness helps us to sit with those feelings, to sit with the hurt, to sit with the sorrow. Instead of denying those feelings and pushing them deep down inside, mindfulness lets us acknowledge what is real and true and happening in the very moment we're in. It's saying, yes, anxiety, I see you. I feel you. I know you're right here with me. I'm not going to try to fix you. Let's just sit together and feel this out. We can sit in those feelings and not judge them for being wrong. The second thing that Kristen talks about is common humanity. Common humanity reminds us that we are not only human, but also that the people around us are like us and that they suffer too. Everybody is fighting their own demons. The pain that we feel is, unfortunately, also a bond between us and the rest of humanity because everyone is going through their own crap, right? Whatever that might be for them, no one really goes through life unscathed. Eventually, death and grief and these other parts of life catch up to everyone. I know that sounds really morbid. I know it sounds depressing. It does. But I know I felt this way that because I had been through my own loss and my own experience with loss, it made me a more compassionate person. It opened my eyes to the rest of the world. It changed my perspective. The person that just cut me off in traffic, I might be a little pissed, but maybe their child just got injured at school and they have got to get there right away to be with them. I get that. So they're speeding. Or maybe the grumpy person in the checkout counter has also lost someone. Maybe they lost a spouse too, and they don't want to be back at work again, but they were only given three bereavement days by their company, so they had to go back to work. Don't get me started on that conversation. That's a whole other podcast and protest. I digress. We'll get back to it. The point is that they too, as human beings, have suffered or are suffering, and we are all connected by this. This realization makes us think, hey, you know what? I'm not really alone in feeling this way. And finally, Kristen talks about the third component that's self kindness. And this is where we actively express care to ourselves. We make self care a priority. We set that intention to treat ourselves in a caring manner, allowing ourselves some grace for what we're going through and how we're going through it. We treat ourselves the way we would treat our best friend. So putting these three components together, let's give an example of a way to express self-compassion the next time we're feeling stressed. And this is a short practice you can do. When you're starting to feel anxious or stress about the loss of your spouse, stop, slow down a minute, put your hand on your heart, Stop and be in that moment and notice how you feel. This is the mindfulness piece in action. Be in it and feel it. And even say it. This is sadness. This is stress. This is suffering. The second thing to do is remind yourself that you are not alone. That you are connected to all humanity and what you're going through is a part of the human experience. 
rather than feeling alone, isolated, not normal, broken, just know that you are not alone. Say the words out loud, I am not alone. And the last part to acknowledge is the self-kindness piece. Say to yourself, may I give myself some grace to figure out my way through this? Or may I be patient with myself while I'm figuring this widow thing out? This takes some practice, but it's a good practice to try when you're feeling stressed out. I hope you find this helpful. I hope that you will go easy on yourself and stop beating yourself up. You'll figure this out, this new life that you're in. You'll find your footing again. You'll start to get your confidence back. Just go easy on yourself right now, okay? Promise? Okay. I want to leave you with another quote from Kristen Neff. And remember, all of these references in this episode are from Kristen Neff, and you can find out more about her at selfcompassion.org. I'll put that link in the show notes. So here's the quote. Here's what Kristen says. Painful feelings are, by their very nature, temporary. They will weaken over time as long as we don't prolong or amplify them through resistance or avoidance. The only way to eventually free ourselves from debilitating pain, therefore, is to be with it as it is. The only way out is through. That's Kristen Neff. We hope you enjoyed this From the Vault episode all about taking care of ourselves and having some self-compassion, especially this time of year. Remember, if you need any extra support and extra help this time of year, we encourage you to become a member of the Widow Squad community, and we would love to see you on the inside. You can go to widowsquad.com to get more information. Until next time, take care. We hope that this episode of the Widow Squad podcast has left you feeling supported, encouraged, and empowered. Remember, you're not alone, and there is a community of widows ready to welcome you into the Widow Squad membership. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take care of yourself. Hey, it's Melissa. If you've been searching for a place to connect with like-minded widows, to build friendships, grow your confidence for doing hard things, and inspire healing after loss, we invite you to join the Widow Squad community at widowsquad.com. This special widow membership is made up of widows just like you, learning how to move through grief in healthy, self-affirming ways to create a life to thrive in. And we're doing it together. Go to widowsquad.com to learn more.